Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. How are you doing, Richard? I am doing great. Chilling out. Yeah. Quite literally in the uh, Mazda studios. <laughs> yeah. I I don't like the outside right now. It is so cold. Yeah, it could be worse. I mean, it is the middle of December, and it just now reached a consistent temperature of, you know, high 20s. So, yeah, it could be a lot worse. I, I feel I feel my age pulling me towards uh, Florida as we speak. <laughs> sort of. Yeah, it's yeah. it's an interest. It's interesting because it, it was kind of our first little bit of snow. Yeah. And it's basically just like rain because it melted almost instantly. So which is not not uh not the worst thing for me i hate the accumulation i don't want to have to shovel anything it's just terrible well what's not terrible is what we have to talk about this week we are going to be going over just a a, something slightly different we've done something similar in the past where we trade a cd that neither of us have heard before and then kind of give our initial impressions of it we're doing the same thing but with movies this time something that neither of us have seen uh, and then just kind of, it's a favorite of ours personally. We give it to the other person and kind of get, you know, some general impressions of it. So, uh, Richard gave me last of the Mohicans. I gave Richard spirited away. Um, you know, I guess obligatory spoiler warning, but if you haven't seen these movies by now, uh, I don't feel too bad. <laughs> yeah. Spirited away was about 2001 and Last of the Mohicans was 1992. Yeah. So if you're 20 years out and haven't seen the movie, well, okay, that's on you if you haven't chosen to watch it. Absolutely. Um, so we'll, uh, we're will we not going to do the whole you know rating system thing. We're not going to get into it that deep. Just kind of some general thoughts and, and what we, what we kind of got a feeling. Now, the 1992 and The Last of the Mohicans, that's kind of like Braveheart era. That's kind of... Uh, an interesting period for some action films that, that came out. Uh, so they were kind of all over the place. I mean, you had stuff that would be really super high quality. And then uh, there was still a lot of really cheesy, almost throwback seventies and eighties feel uh, action movies in that time period. Yeah. You were getting, you know, if, I, I think, haven't we even done now we did movies from the eighties, didn't we? Yeah. Um, but 92 when this came out we're still it's almost like grunge right where Mm -hmm. things have transitioned a bit and you're getting into movies slowly doing more of the the less practical effects more virtual effects of some sort and 90s was a great era for action movies 90s was a great era for fun movies i mean it's era we grew up in watching movies um, when we were in high school, right? So right. high school and, and a little be a little before high school. So this is a time frame I feel like when we remember a lot more of the movies and the music. So like the nineties was kind of our era. We talk about that time frame all the time. And I wonder if this particular movie and I've I've don't know that I've ever rated it as one of my favorite movies, but I wonder how much attention it gets from it being in the top tier of 90s movies. I just don't know. I'm not really sure. I mean, it's uh, it's an interesting entity in a lot of ways. I mean, <clears throat> it's, first of all, an adaptation of a book. 
which you're all almost always going to have a, a certain degree of anybody that's read the book more often than not is not going to like the movie or at least have some issue with it because it's, it's often very hard to adapt a book to a film. There's just so much information. You just can't distill it all down. You're going to miss stuff. Some things might need to be changed for tone reasons, for time length, for uh, just what the different generation, maybe it was written long enough ago that things just don't work quite the same way. So there's a lot of little things that can that can adjust. Um, now, I never read, well, let me re- rephrase this. I read it when I was young, uh, and I remember nothing of it because it bored me when I read it. I just slogged through it just to get through it. And that is not speaking to the quality of the book at all. It was just not something that interested me. And at that age, if I couldn't spark that, it doesn't matter how good it was, uh, I was done. Yeah. um, And I read a book once. (laughs) (laughs) So I I couldn't tell you ins and outs back and forth. Uh, I feel like the book itself has some popularity. Oh, yeah. It's an award winner. And this movie, I think, has, of course, a basis on this book. But like like you were saying, you know, there's a lot of things that they take as their own inspiration and make it their own when it comes to a translation from a book to a movie. And this was definitely no different from that, from all that I read. Now, that said, it's got a good director. I mean, Michael Mann, he did Ali. He did Collateral. um, And he's, he's done quite a few different things, produced a bunch of different things. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis, of course, big actor. This is early in his uh, career. Uh, Madeline Stowe had quite a number of different good things that she did. Um, it's It's got a lot of faces that you'll just kind of recognize when you see in things, like uh, uh, Wes Studi, who did Magua. He's, he's all over the place. I mean, tons of television appearances, movie appearances, yeah, he's um, he's awesome. I he does a good job when it, whenever he's in something. Yeah, it even has a little Star Trek touch in there with Colm Meany being in the in the cast. Which, yep. I I looked at the cast before I watched the movie, and I go, okay, I'm going to look for him because he's one of my favorites. I don't remember seeing him anywhere in the movie, so I don't know if he got cut or if he's so background. I just I just kind of missed it. Um. I don't know. I don't remember. Or I could have just been just blink and it was gone. Well, there's a lot of folks in uniforms um, with wigs on also. Yeah. And the original director's cut was three hours long, and it ended up being, what, around two hours. So yeah. a lot of footage that was cut from the, the director's original uh, vision of the movie. So, yeah, I'm sure he was in more. Probably. So... Why did you choose this particular film to give to me to watch? Well, I so okay. In terms of in terms of the actors that are in this. So in 92, right when this thing came out, I don't I didn't go and watch it in the theaters. Uh uh got it on VHS. Yes, VHS and uh watch this i oh i i definitely had i owned this on vhs for yeah. sure without a doubt that makes sense um, but daniel day lewis wasn't like like who who knew this was this was his first let's call it big budget movie 
because uh, he did he had done a lot of independent stuff, but he was already an award winner for uh, my left foot. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yes. So it, it's it's not like I knew who Daniel Day Lewis is, but from this movie, I knew who who he was, and everything after that that he was in it was something that drew my attention. So because of this movie, I I so. There are some movies that, um, like, people hate. People just hate There Will Be Blood, mm-hmm. right? It's long. There's there's really a lot that goes on, but absolutely nothing that goes on. <laughs> it's really one of those movies that they built as it's his, it's a showcase of him acting. Yeah. And really nothing else. And that's why I like that movie a lot, because <laughs> he's great in that movie. He really gets himself into the... The parts, but, but anyway, I just liked the not the historical accuracy because this this telling of the story isn't historically accurate, although some of the events have some accuracy to them. Right. I just liked the period piece. Um, I liked the actors and actresses that were in it. Um, I, I love the presentation of it. And I love the little bits of the action sequences. Like my, my friends and I just really got into the subtle, quick, just like how they filmed it, how the, the ins and outs when there were the action sequences that just caught my attention. And, and that's why I've always enjoyed this particular movie. Yeah. So a lot of things about this film seem to tick certain boxes that would mean that I would generally like it. Um, I am also a fan of period pieces, you know, give me glory, give me last samurai, give me, uh, you know, films of that nature that, that either are historical or are at least placed within a, uh, historic time period, even if they aren't necessarily accurate. Um, uh, the higher body counts, if it's an action movie, often, make things a little more exciting. And this film definitely has a body count, uh, 105, uh, confirmable kills, uh, within the span of the movie and not, not the director's cut, just the, the regular version. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, you have that solid cast. So generally I'm predisposed to like this kind of a movie. Now, my general impression after watching it was that it was okay. And I have to wonder if part of it is just that I'm seeing it 30 years after it was made. And it's just, I didn't see it when it came out. So it's not going to have that place in my memory for one. And then for two, I've seen so many other movies that are so much better in my mind than it was. uh, That it just, it can't get a fair shake. But there were certain things that that I liked and certain things that I had some some issues with. Um, So for me, the storytelling was somewhat, and I have to wonder if it's because of the editing that they had to do, it was chopped up. It was was inconsistent in the speed at which the, the plot moved along. Sometimes it was going really fast and you had to figure out what was happening. And sometimes it just would start to drag. Um, the, the conversation, the dialogue was a little awkward throughout most of it. Um, it just, it just didn't hit quite right. There are a few occasions like in the beginning, um, 
when they're at the first fort after he's just saved uh, saved their bacon the first time and uh, they're kind of uh, negotiating with the militia for them to join the British army to defend the fort. That particular back and forth, solid. Um, but the flow in a lot of the other places were, it was just, it was um, not smooth was a lot of it. And, and it, it just seemed kind of spotty in, in terms of quality. I, I had a hard time getting behind a lot of it. Um, combine that with the fact that the concept of the, the white heroic figure rescued by the cultural native is at this point a very old trope and it's it's little cringy in this in in several spots and again that's that's one of those things where i'm watching something from a different historical period from when it was made so i probably would not have had the same reaction if i had seen it when it was made in 92 or released in 92 um but it would it's just kind of there, there's a few of those things. So it's like, okay, well, the saving grace for me is, well, what about the the um, costuming? Because costuming in a period piece is just, that's the bread and butter. That's where things can be made. And the, the British uniforms are pretty solid. And the French uniforms are there. Um, the uh, Indian outfits are not good. Um, they're They're just very... I mean, you can go in a couple different directions. You can completely overdo it by trying to make it too bright and too colorful. You can overdo it by trying to make it uh, too minimal or it just doesn't match. It's it's little, it's almost like spaghetti Western Indian getups, and it's 1992. It's 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 pretty bad. Um, did for you the, get that for the impression? Directors like his. From what I've read into it, his attention to detail in this movie, it's it's more the detail on the takes, right? Like, yeah. I want this presentation from an actor's standpoint to be like this or this, or maybe some of those other things were undervalued. Yeah, maybe maybe slipped by a little bit. But truthfully, the, the only issues, I, I had two points that gave me problems. Most of that stuff's mostly overlookable because I can I can justify it through a number of different means but in terms of just quality of of uh of storytelling and quality of the actual presentation of the film i had two big issues one was uh character development and progression was essentially non-existent um so sometimes you're going to expect that the hero does not change at all in this and that's okay because a lot of times the hero doesn't change. This is the character that they're going to be from the beginning to the end. It's not about them growing as a person. It's how do they react in this situation. Okay, they're going to be fine. But there has to be some sort of development. There is only one character that gets any growth at all. And that's only right before he's shot. <laughs> it's just kind of, there's nothing. There's no growth there. And nobody learns a lesson, and a lot of their behavior doesn't make a whole heck of a lot of sense. 
And the, the instance where the one girl that seems like she's drugged throughout most of the movie has about four scenes she's in and you're really not sure what she's doing or why she's doing it there and eventually jumps off a cliff where if she would not have jumped off a cliff and waited, I don't know, 60 seconds, she'd have been rescued by the other two people that were there. Some inconsistent editing where or not editing, but inconsistent placement where the three of us are going to go rescue them from the other Native Americans that have taken them prisoner. We're all together, but now all of a sudden one of us is five-minute head start on the other ones just so he can be alone and get killed. Uh, uh, doesn't quite work. Um. <laughs> well, it was the dramatic, I will do anything for this person that I've only recently met. And then... Uh, <laughs> And in this cut of the movie, have not spoken to. Not once. And now she she jumps off the cliff for fear of what will happen to her when she gets back to these to this camp. So that part I understand more, but in terms of the actual development, like you were saying, you come into this movie um with already established characters yeah with little background delivered on these characters yep like um it, it's that part i get too it's just like you're expected to know why and when yeah and there's there's some snippets of information about the like that they throw up about what's happening that but that's it like that's there's your introduction right there. And I, I understand that. And you're right. Maybe some of the development in the background took a, took a back seat. And that's yeah. what got that snipped. Um, when, when you're you know in your teens, for me, the impressionable thing at the time is, like I said, just the present, the, 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 black, the blatant presentation of like trees and muskets and you know handheld weapons of the period piece and they're in canoes so and and then of course the big one for us and my group of friends was the little uh uh, chingachka coming in at the end to save the day of his of his sons and killing the big uh big bad magwai you know like he he just it's just so smooth not 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 magwai that's jungle book (laughs) magwai magwai yes (laughs) Oh no! Wait, uh, Mowgli is Mowgli is Jungle Book. Mogwai is Gremlins. <laughs> yes, Mogwai. So we we combined it into one spectacular name, actually. right? And he does the little somersault roll with his fancy little handmade club axe, whatever yeah. multi tool. Yeah. Uh, and then just the surprise look on his face, we're like, oh my, like, huh? And then a couple little slaps and he's done. Like, it's not one of those, you know, drawn out five minute fight sequences. It's just like, no, nah, you're done. And I, like that final, that final one leaves the impression on me. That, and that part of, of all the combat scenes, I didn't have too much problem with that little bit there. But that brought me to the other thing that I did have problems with was all the other combat scenes. <laughs> Now, some of them were okay. I mean, when you get a big, when you get a big battle, they did the big battles well here. I mean, they they had some long shots where you got 
to see the groups of people fighting on the field, and that was great. The the musket, not the musket, but the uh, mortar fire, the cannon fire, the practical effects on that were fantastic. I really loved that. That had that good feel to it. However, once you got up close and personal uh, or more specialized, it tended to be less impressive. Um, and that may be partly to do with just when it was made. But when you had that, the 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 man-on-man fighting was pretty limited in quality and what they would do. Um, well, and it's part of the presentation because how these soldiers were trained to fight, which was, one, you stand in a musket line. Yeah, yeah, that, that I was good where, with. Where all the Native Americans are just running around, they do their own thing. They have different training, they have different tactics. And these guys just stand there and get blasted because, like, that's how you did battle in that time frame. And that their hand-to-hand combat skills were probably fairly limited to, I have a musket and uh, I'm going to stab you with, and that's it. Like, there is no... It's almost as if that's how they were trained to fight because that's how you fought in the proper world at the time. Sure. And I can I can actually get behind that part in the sense that, okay, they're going to line up. They're not going to be that good necessarily. But apparently these uh, armies uh, are filled with morons because in several instances, a single person would run at the group they would stare at him as he ran up and wait for him to hit the guy. Nobody does that. I don't care. They, they weren't giving given the order to fire yet. So um, no, no, no. That that lone straggling single person would have been nuked before they ever got anywhere. Not a chance. No, that's not is not that strains any possible logic that you could that you could throw down on that combine that with what we know about muskets and the range that you can have on muskets one of your favorite scenes makes no sense at all so let's cover the guy as he leaves the fort so he can be uh take the the notes to get our reinforcements and he's like 500 yards away and you've got a musket Sharpshooter. No, no, no. That's you. Your your musket ball is more likely to be in another state than anywhere near the guy you're shooting at from that range. Well, he um, he had all the right muskets, <laughs> right? Properly rifled, and it was still a ball. Um, he knew exactly how to shoot. <laughs> uh, there's the really weird cut that occurs with that very last shot. Cause in all the other ones, you can kind of see the guys coming at him and he's doing, and then you lose track where he's aiming at from the fort. All you see is a tree. There are no people. There is no courier. You can't see anything, but you see him still tracking, tracking nothing and then shooting. And then he hits somebody. That's okay. Some... Wait, wait a second here. What's the main character's name? Um, yes, but he's not the good kind. He does not have a bow and arrow and join the Avengers. Uh, he is, he is, I'm just saying, yeah, I, I, I don't care. I, I, I will get behind if you gave him a regular rifle, maybe, or even like a, a pistol, you know, one of the six shooters would have better, I, I feel would have better aim and range than those muskets. At that, at that distance, I just, uh, I, sorry, it, that, that irked me a little bit. 
Um, I, I, I know it's one of those things that probably would bother nobody else. And maybe I'm even wrong because I've been wrong before. Oh, no, the whole time, even back then, when I was just a teenager, I knew that muskets weren't shoot that accurately from like 10 feet away because I, I, I at the time i was i loved the civil war like that was my favorite time period so i knew how just incredibly inaccurate those things were so uh but the scene is still funny but it... <laughs> so i guess the long and the short is it was it I didn't dislike the film. It just it w- it had some issues that I had trouble getting past. All in all, if I saw it in '92, I feel I would have ranked it higher in my mind than I did mm. watching it here. But I mean, did Daniel Day Lewis do a good job with role? Eh, yeah, he did all right. Uh, he did what he needed to do for the role. Uh, he give you the feels, right? Right in the, the waterfall. It's like the classic scene. That Stay was alive, cool. No matter what occurs. Well, I didn't like that part. I liked the waterfall and them hiding under the waterfall. And then as soon as he starts yelling, it's like, I can't hear you. All I hear is water. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, the clear star of that movie was definitely Wes Studi. He he did the best out of everybody. Uh, Agreed. He, yeah, he, he was... Like I say, he he does a lot of things, and most everything he he does, he's awesome. And yeah, he he was just fantastic. Now, before we get to the second half, I just want to remind all of our listeners to take a close look at their social media if they ever want to know what's going on with the pudding guys, because we are definitely on sometimes. Uh, we are on Twitter as at Real Pudding Guys. We we will always post up the new episodes on Monday, or not new episodes. What will be coming at the end of the week? We will let you know on Monday, and then on Friday we will actually post up when the episode is available. And then on occasion, I may randomly uh, shout out uh, other things as well, like making fun of how bad YouTube music is and that Google can't understand anything. It can happen on occasion. Uh, But we are also on Instagram. Richard handles that side of things, and he will definitely post up interesting pictures now and then sometimes relating to the podcast sometimes when he's just drunk and uh <laughs> that's nothing so that's why there hasn't been any of those on there in a while i've been a good boy uh and of course we do have facebook which we update every once in a while and last but not least we do have patreon where for just one dollar a month you can support the pudding guys as we bring you new and neat interviews new topics to discuss new equipment to discuss it in two uh we always appreciate the people that support us thank you very much and uh now back to our swaparoo here <laughs> yes indeed so, so uh what did you go ahead go ahead i'll say we're, we're on to spirited away yes now i chose this one for you because i expect that you have probably not watched a lot of anime um would that be accurate? No. Um, no. In the traditional sense, no. No. So I thought it might be something fresh, something new. Uh, Miyazaki is my favorite uh, anime creator. Um, he's got, I always felt, a really great style. And I thought this was a nice kind of, if you haven't seen a lot of anime, it's got an interesting enough story and it's weird enough to stay interesting. So that's why I chose this one for you. What did you think, Richard? Well... 
one impression that I get from this is uh, in terms of the dialogue that was delivered, and I, and I know this and I realize this, that how it was presented in its original language is we're only getting 85, 80% of that in this translation of it. So we don't, we don't get a true sense of what is actually being said, how it's being said, and, you know, what message is truly being delivered. But we get a pretty good sense of it. As, as I watch the movie, that's one of the impressions that I, that I really get is that um, it's all, it's all uh, the version that I watched was all dubbed. Now, I don't know if they do sub, a subtitled version as well where they have, uh, you know, the Japanese, I'm sure it's Japanese, and then they do the subtitles. And are, now, I don't care about subtitles. I actually, um, there's quite a few movies that I like that are just all subtitles. So I don't mind reading it. But the version that I had was all just dubbed over and just straight translated into English. Um, but I, I feel like you, you, as you get in a lot of anime that's, that is not you know made here, mm-hmm. not drawn here, not not done the voice acting here. You lose a little bit in the translation. Yeah, and I can definitely tell that in the presentation of this. Now that's not a fault of the movie. That's just how the English language works, right? Sometimes. Where it's it's the same way going the other direction, <laughs> where if something's here and they try to present it in some other country that. English has so many just nonsense words, right? Yeah, that yeah. it's it's hard to translate. So I, I get that aspect of it. Um, also, when I watched this movie, I watched it with headphones on. And I that's one of the things I really have enjoyed doing recently is anytime I watch a movie, a TV show, or whatever with headphones, it, it's the audio presentation is so much better even than just piling into your best sound system or sound bar or whatever you've got. And on this particular movie, that's one of the things that really stood out to me is the, the sound of, you know, the, the shoes walking on the wood, the water, the pieces of paper, the pieces of gold as they pile up in the hand and then fall onto the wooden floors, the, the flow of the bath water, like mm-hmm. all of those little things I got like the sound, the sound mixing on this was just ridiculous. It was really, really top notch. Um, I like the animation in this too. I like the creativity of the characters where the characters are like these kind of humanoids, but they have their own subtle little changes to them. Um, And then the, the main uh, Yubaba is just like this grotesque, humanoid <laughs> granny figure with this weird thing in the middle of her head. Uh, so like, I, I like, I like the drawing style of this. If I'm going to guess, and maybe I'm wrong. It looks like it was still hand drawn mm-hmm. and, and done through cells, cell yeah. by cell and, and not, not um, computer generated at this point. No, not at this point. So, I always have an appreciation for that. I've always enjoyed some of the older 
cartoon, whatever that cartoon or anime is. I've always enjoyed the older versions that were hand-drawn because it takes so much more effort, not more skill. That's, I mean, drawing on a computer is its own skill. Drawing by hand is its own skill. Two different skill sets doing the same thing. So let's keep that part separate. But I appreciate the ones that are hand-drawn like these are. Um, the the voice acting in the English dubbed version is is okay. Uh, <laughs> Hit or uh, miss. Hit or miss. The, the 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 popular character, I think, the one that you mentioned, and the one that I said, like I've seen at different, like people dress up as is the 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 faceless. No face. No face. Yes. Uh, and, and just a little. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the first time it, it made noise, I was like, Meh. It, it, you know, I'm just hearing things. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. So every time he made those little noise, like the, he, she, it made those noises. It, it was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, but the individual characters, like the frog guy or the, dude in the boiler room with the six arms that just extend for endless amounts of length and then have the claws and we don't really know what exactly he was doing grinding up different spice mixtures or <laughs> something it, it had to be the herbal mixtures for the baths yeah I'm gonna say. That's, okay. that's my understanding so like all those individual characters were 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 fun i liked I like the presentation of all of them. Um, the parents drove an Audi. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the dumbest thing that I noticed. And it was one of the first things I noticed. Like, oh, they're driving an Audi. It doesn't say Audi. It just has the four rings right on the front of the car. And then I he drives. you might notice that. He's driving through the, the, the woods and... The the mom is complaining. He's like, "No, I have all wheel drive." <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, it just so there there was a lot of, in terms of what you said with character development or progression. I, I suppose the 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 main character in this, which was a a young a young girl of I don't know how old of an age. Um, I suppose she progressed, but the I, I couldn't I couldn't really figure out what the main plot was in this movie, or what the main idea was in this movie. Yeah, where they expressed a few times like, "Oh, love broke the spell." I'm like, "Love, huh? Okay, <laughs> where where was uh, the love? Where was the love? It just seemed like." the character had a good heart the whole movie yeah but it turned out to we're going to move into the new place and you're going to meet new friends new house new school okay and then it just turns in it just turns into we walk down this tunnel that dad insists we walk (laughs) down and go see the other side and let's keep walking (laughs) oh it's just right over here and you would think the plot of the movie would progress to, oh, well, we got to figure out what we are, what we're doing, and we got to get out of here. And then it just got sidetracked by, um, well, we, we've got to help this person, and we've got to do this and get, like, I, 
it it just never really had a true it meanders it does and, like, and that not, doesn't let you get your bearings not in a bad way but there's no true it, it starts out of spot and goes all different directions with no real purpose and then at the very end it's like oh we got to get mom and dad and get out of here <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought that would have been the thing the whole time, but it was more about um, just staying alive, I guess you could say. That's not really the case, but but those intricate pieces I felt were were fun. Yeah, like the radish know, spirit. We, the radish spirit was awesome. Uh, <laughs> the the little like when he was a dragon and floating around but then the little pieces of paper are chasing after him and they're attacking him and then the piece of paper just <laughs> sticks to her and they go up and it's like and and the baby character like i don't get the baby character <laughs> you don't get the baby that weighs about a ton it's uh, like a story tall <laughs> yeah i uh, whatever and and doesn't wear pants no like one, one, why doesn't anybody who does the characters at like the conventions do the baby? That, that to me would be like, this is, would be, it's an apron. Yeah. It's a gigantic baby and it's got like an apron on and that's it. Like to me, that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I, I'd want to do the three heads. Oi, 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 oi. <laughs> yes. And I, I, I thought they were going to do something or say something, but no, they just rolled around and <laughs> one was able to open a door and went out. You know, so, okay. Um, I never really understood the train system so much. No. You heard the train early on and then you saw the trains and then the guy who is, you know, doing the, the, the character who's in the boiler room and he's just like, oh, yeah, let me look for something real quick. Oh, yeah, I have this train ticket. I've had it for 18 years. I was just saving it. For what? <laughs> you, you give it to this random girl <laughs> you met the night before, seemingly. Uh, to, to not even, I don't know. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it just, it's it's random. Oh, yeah, it's super and not, random. Not that it's a bad thing. It just... It, it, there are movies that are random that the plot line, like when we rate them, oh, the plot's worth 20. Random. Five points. Right? Yeah. Like, this was just random, but like, that was kind of the point. Yes. So. It's to force you, you to, to pay attention more to the characters than the plot. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I get that, and I understood that. And it, it was just interesting, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an odd one. I thought you also might uh, appreciate the uh, the part where she runs down the stairs and just face plants into the side of the building like an old Bugs Bunny cartoon. Where she? <laughs> oh, okay, so I'm wondering. So she's okay. I, the stairs are, are are very high up. I get right, it. Right. But they're like ten feet wide. That's that's an over exaggeration. And she's like, I can't, I, no, no, no. I'm like, just go down the stairs. Like, what? And of course, the first one breaks, and then she's 
sprint screaming down the stairs, not Kinda. even falling. And then, yeah, just rip. Well, that's, that's the whole thing. She's very timid. So a lot of this movie is just, don't be so timid. <laughs> it's just kind of, things could be worse. <laughs> you could be doing some really weird stuff. You're just moving to a new school. That's nothing. Don't be so timid. <laughs> so the whole point of this movie was for you to lose your timidness when you go to your new school. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of it anyway. Oh, but yeah. So I kind of wondered what you would make of it because it's just, it, it is, you're right all over the place, but in so many fun ways, the, uh, the, the, uh, spirit that they think is the stink spirit, that whole bit, <laughs> it's just so much fun. Yeah, so like when she was, they're wrapping the thing around it. I never saw that that was a bike handle, right? I was just like, what? What is that? And they pull all, all out, and but then, but then the water spirit is like a wooden skeleton face, and just like you, like you did a good job, or like whatever he said. <laughs> Here's some gold. <laughs> like, like okay, yeah. And the gold just sprinkles all over the place. Uh... Yeah, and then the the uh, no face just starts you know eating everything, including the frog, and then the two other characters. And I want sin. And here's the gold. <laughs> here's the gold spewing out. Yeah. Some of the best characters were the little guys in the boiler room that hauled all the the, the, the dust. The dust, yeah, yeah. That. Uh... That is a commonality that you'll see in a lot of Miyazaki's work. He'll have those little dust creatures in a lot of them. They're in Totoro, too. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's I, I definitely gave you the most, uh, while in a lot of ways it's the most approachable of the films, uh, it's also the most insane in a lot of ways. And it's, it, it does kind of go in so many different directions. Most of the other stories are much more straightforward. <laughs> And, and make a lot more sense. But uh, for some reason, this, this film just always stuck with me. It's like there, there's just aspects to it that I can't help. The, the quality of the art in so many places is just stunning. Um, and Well, and that, and that goes back to what I was mentioning before with it being hand-drawn. And then if you have, if you have the actual boiler, the, the bath tower, right? Even okay, so it's nighttime, but it it's the things like a thousand stories tall, but it's got little intricate details for each of the different stories. Yeah. And then when it shows the towns, okay, so the town, the the town may just be a still shot, and then it takes the lights and then turns the lights on, and then the spirits show up, and nothing ever changes. It's just that one picture, but that one picture that you're seeing has all the little bits of it like it's the presentation of the food shops and then the, like the little like the the ornate stuff on the outside of it so definitely whoever the artists were that worked on this they did a really good job cared about their craft yeah sure and the color the color was really good on it too the the you know it's at nighttime it had its dark and dingy and and the sunlight came out it was all bright so it had its different elements and the color really played a part when it moved from those that different setting and that different time of day so they they really did a, a good job on the presentation of it for sure and it has it it has 
typical anime faces, but, but, but not, not, you know, like there is way too anime faces and some that are just like, they don't fit like this was just like approaching the, the way too anime, but not right. Yeah. So like the, the, the parents, like the, the dad, his face was a little weird, weird. <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> but you know her face had no nose on it and you know so there was just there was some of those subtle pieces that you see in, in a what you'd call a normal traditional anime setting but yeah definitely i, I just like that there was like 50 different character presentations in there as well right yeah definitely and and like i said that that soundtrack is is pretty pretty sweet um that's that's true the the music the music that's in it's awesome too yeah well what do you think dear listeners is are these two movies two of your favorites that we brought back memories and and just showed you how awesome it was again or maybe uh took away the rose-colored glasses to to reveal some potential um potential problems with them uh are there movies that you feel that we should watch that are slightly older let us know uh, contact us through the social media give us a give us a, a movie or something we'll definitely take a look at it if we uh, haven't already and uh, and we'll talk about it because this is this is always the fun part where we where we get to um, kind of see see how time has treated some of our our favorite stuff yeah and yours was 20 years old and mine was almost 30 years old yeah. and uh, the last of the Mohicans is a little harder to find on a streaming service yeah um, mine my the spirited away wasn't it was able to be found pretty easily so um, I think I think the fact that it is almost 30 years old and it was maybe top fifth from the early 90s but not one of the tops that's why it's just not so readily available right right that makes sense but uh the important thing is to just keep watching those classic films and and kind of embrace the 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 industry that we love and hopefully eventually we'll get back to the point where we can see stuff live again and watch uh, a movie in a theater yeah that would be that would be radically cool i am Eagerly awaiting that, even though I know it's probably still another year away. But, yeah, we'll see. But until next time, folks, stay safe out there, and uh, we will see you next week. <laughs>